I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. You're saying there's no evidence of the red wave? Boy, you're dripping wet. What am I supposed to think? That's just all the Kool-Aid? It's high noon for Friday, November 20th, 2020. Follow the show on Parlor at I'm Your Moderator or Clout Hub or Rumble. Although I haven't started putting up too much content at any of those. They're just open for when I quit Instagram, which I am doing. So get in touch on there if you want to or just migrate your asses on over to Parlor. Because that's ultimately going to be where the shit goes down. And then hopefully I'll just take a bunch of money from Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey. And everything will be golden. So, apparently, even though there was a 100 minute long press conference yesterday. With mountains of evidence. Of voter fraud. Maskies and commies are still like. There's no evidence. Well. First off. You don't know what evidence is. Because people with. Video evidence. And photo evidence. And statements sworn under oath. Are in fact evidence. And you could see them if you wanted, because it's on the internet. In fact, the people on the internet are the ones doing all the good work, just like they were in COVID. The president yesterday retweeted a guy named Justin Hart. Justin Hart is a statistician down in San Diego. He was on this podcast in, I think, April or May. And we were talking about the COVID numbers. There actually are people out there doing this data work every single day, purely out of interest and patriotism. There are overwhelming studies, mathematical studies, showing multiple statistical impossibilities. There are even physical impossibilities, as they described yesterday. Pristine mail-in ballots should not exist. Because they have to be folded to go in the envelopes. So if a ballot has no folds and it's perfectly colored in for Joe Biden and doesn't have any other votes down the length of the ballot, what does that tell you? The ballots came in after the election was over. 
They're in perfect condition, have never been folded, are dotted perfectly for Joe Biden and no one else. And any person with an ounce of intelligence and integrity is going to say that those ballots are legitimate? Of course not. We're thinking about this backwards. It's not stupid to believe that that is evidence and to understand what has happened. And I'm not saying just that alone, that within the scope of all the other information we have. And by the way, guys, Gateway Pundit has been on this pretty fucking well. They did this little series over the last week or so. That's like we got or we caught them. Part one, we caught them. Part two, we caught them. Part three, right? And each one of those is a different statistical case. And it's all laid out very clearly. And it's the same information that the news organizations are using. The same batches of votes as they came in, the exact same numbers the news is using to say the things that they're saying. And they're showing profound statistical impossibilities, including a case where it was not physically possible for their infrastructure to have recorded the number of votes in the time it said it recorded them. You don't need to be a statistician to understand that if something is impossible, It didn't happen. That's pretty basic. So this sort of evidence, sworn affidavits, statistical impossibilities, even without all the Sidney Powell stuff, which is focused on Dominion and the voting machines and the CITL server that she has confirmed was seized by U.S. military on a raid on the facility in Germany. That thing really exists. She's not making it up. And that's always what they revert to. Oh, they're just making this up. Oh, really? What is our standard for belief now? We're going to believe that because you don't like Donald Trump. And by the way, that's what all of this comes down to is just people do not like Donald Trump. And the media tells them Donald Trump is a liar End of story for them. It all tracks back to that. There is nothing else they can explain without rooting in those two beliefs. And those two beliefs are not rooted. They're theoretic and we can disregard them. They cannot explain why they don't like Trump. Every single thing they will bring up is something they also cannot explain, all right? They don't like Trump. Why? Because he's racist. Why is he racist? Oh, well, he said the both sides thing. Well, that's not true. He said Mexicans are rapists and murderers. Well, that's not true either. The Central Park Five, that's not true. What else do you want to go to? The Muslim ban? That's not true. The border wall? No, that's not true either. None of those things are racist. So now tell me why Trump's a racist. Do it again. Oh, you ran out of 
examples. Okay, got it. That's what I thought. So you hate him for a bunch of reasons you can't explain. Got it. That's good. What does that make you? Oh, a hateful person. Got it. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. So on the belief that you think Trump is dishonest and evil, you then imagine that Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani and Jenna Ellis and everyone else involved with the Trump legal operation and the campaign are simply lying. They are liars trying to undermine the results of an election on no evidence, even though there are mountains of evidence. I've heard that claim before. In fact, I've seen that happen in real life for four years because without evidence, they claimed the Steele dossier was true. People still believe that Donald Trump got peed on by Russian hookers in a hotel in Moscow with no evidence. In fact, there is evidence to the opposite that that clearly never happened. There was no evidence for Carter Page or George Papadopoulos or Michael Flynn. There's no evidence on any of those. There's no evidence that Trump colluded with Russia. There is overwhelming evidence that that was a setup, that the campaign was spied on, and that Michael Flynn was completely framed and railroaded into pleading guilty for something he didn't do because they had started threatening his son. Likewise, there is no evidence that Donald Trump did anything wrong on the call with the Ukraine president and overwhelming evidence that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and the Biden family, with Obama's knowledge, actually were covering up their own corruption in the Ukraine, or I'm sorry, in Ukraine. Likewise, there's no evidence that lockdowns work. There's no evidence that masks work. There's no evidence anywhere. They were never advised before COVID and not a single randomized controlled trial since then has showed their efficacy. In fact, studies have shown the exact opposite. And of course they have because we already knew this in a hundred plus years of the study of viral spread. Masks have never been recommended. Why? Because COVID is a new virus. Oh, oh, so it's mechanically different in the way that it spreads? No, it's got a new name, an exciting new name, came along and just wiped out the flu. We should be thanking COVID for being such a weak disease and killing the flu for us. Thanks, COVID. Now there's no more flu. I guess we don't have to get that vaccine either. Fuck yeah. There's no evidence that race was involved with any Black Lives Matter incident that has happened in the entire existence of Black Lives Matter. There's overwhelming evidence that Black Lives Matter 
is a communist organization with ties to the Chinese Communist Party that receives tens or hundreds of millions of dollars and no one knows where it goes. There's overwhelming evidence that the fiscal sponsor they use to shield themselves from taxes or reporting where their money goes has a convicted domestic terrorist on its board. There is overwhelming evidence of that. It's not even disputed. It's just simply factual. So are we really meant to believe that evidence only exists when the media tells us it exists? And let's try the opposite case. Where is the evidence that Joe Biden received more votes than Donald Trump anywhere? Where's the evidence? The evidence only exists in computers incorporating statistical impossibilities into their numbers to media and tech who you can watch in real time begin backing off of each and every claim that they've made about Joe Biden being the president-elect. It exists there. It exists in the Democrat Party. It exists for world leaders who are wide open to China's global reset, or I should say the great reset on behalf of China. And all these completely corrupt and cucked foreign leaders just taking it on faith that they're going to be able to have all of the good things they think their great reset will accomplish and not turn their countries into communist China. Well, that's not how it works. State capitalism is state capitalism. When it's in service of a communist party staying in power, then the driving force is communism. And to believe that you're going to end up on the right side of that equation is foolish. Like, yeah, you can just always be woke. You can always say the right things. And if you're famous, for sure you're protected because they've never taken down any famous people, at least not on the left. They haven't even taken down OJ for fuck's sake. Took them like 15 years to take down R. Kelly. And that was just because it was convenient for me too. Hey, look at my documentary. Fuck documentaries, man. I guess I haven't really gone off on documentaries on this podcast before. There are some good documentaries. Some very good documentaries, in fact. And one of them is The Plot Against the President. And I'll be interviewing its director, Amanda Milius, tomorrow. And I will hopefully have that interview up bright and early on Sunday morning. Um, but most documentaries suck. And they suck because they're big, fat lies most of the time. Like, there are documentaries that take objective positions but just think about how many documentaries you've seen and freaked out about that now look absolutely absurd. 
activist documentaries are not about getting out the truth. It's about getting out the activism. Does Michael Moore seem like an honest man? Does he seem like he has your best interest at heart while he runs around the globe promoting socialism? Talking about how our country is over if the man we actually elected president is allowed to continue being president? These people are insane. So where's the evidence that the vote numbers are accurate? Because any reasonable, rational person would say, wow, there is really something different about this election. And even people who are commies and maskies and voted for Biden, but tell you that like, oh, I know they're both bad. Even those people should be able to see it. This is not a normal election. We know that. Is it going on longer than elections in the past? Nope. Al Gore went 36 days. This isn't even close to that. We're just barely over two weeks since election day. But this election is different because there's overwhelming evidence that it was not legitimately held. And I've been saying that for months. And why have I been saying that? On the simple, factual basis that it should be obvious to everyone that the Democrats used COVID to create all sorts of sweeping changes in the way elections are held. That is indisputable. They were trying to pass universal nationwide unsolicited mail-in balloting in all the states. And they were trying to pass ballot harvesting across the country in the same package. Now, why would you do that? Well, I think we can see why. And if they had gotten that, what do you think the media polls would have looked like? Joe Biden up 20, Joe Biden up 30 in swing states. Joe Biden with a lead in a place like a huge lead in a place like Texas, like Georgia, like Iowa, like Ohio. You think they wouldn't have executed the same plan in those places? Of course they would have. And that was why they wanted it nationwide. So again, where is the evidence that these numbers are legitimate at all? Where is it? Donald Trump got well over 70 million votes. He increased his vote totals from last time by over 10 million. 10 million more people at least came out to vote for Donald Trump. And many of them did so on election day in person. Thank goodness. One of the things they're now studying is how many Republicans were recorded as having been sent mail-in ballots and voted by mail who didn't. 
who showed up on election day, were told that they had already voted by mail, and then given a provisional ballot. And provisional ballots almost never get counted, and there's not really any record of them ever even happening. And we are supposed to just trust that the numbers are legitimate without evidence. There is no evidence. And the people telling you that the numbers are legitimate are liars. And you know that they are liars because you watch them lie all the time. You watch them freak out. You watch them tell both sides of the same story and take both positions. Because each narrative is only useful in the time they need to get everybody off the subject. And then if they need the opposite narrative, they don't hesitate at all to use it. That's lying. If I was flipping on my deeply held beliefs every day, you guys would be like, this guy is a fucking liar. But I'm not. I've been saying the same fucking thing and building this narrative like a big fucking snowball just rolling down a mountain. And when it gets to the bottom, that's going to be the base of the biggest goddamn snowman you've ever seen. And am I going to put a carrot where his dick should be? Yeah, I am. Why? Because I hope that it makes some commies mad. But for real, I've been talking about the same things in the same way for the entire time. I tell people, go back and listen to Revisionist History, the podcast I did about COVID at the end of May. I think it was on May 25th. It holds up now. Six months later, it holds up. I'm proud of that fact. Listen to Apocalypse Now. See how they manipulated the, na- the race narrative. See where that's at right now. Listen to Controlled Demolition. If you guys are relatively new to this show, like if you started listening after August and you haven't gone back to the Controlled Demolition episodes and the other two I just mentioned, but the Controlled Demolition episodes... If you listen to that, there's three of them. It's like six hours long. Apologize for the length. That's what he said. Uh, those, if, if you listen to those and you still have any faith in the central narrative or the mainstream media or Democrat politicians, I don't know what to tell you. I really, really don't. And that was the first time I think in an essay that I talked about LeBron James's company more than a vote. And I want to linger on that for a second because I was watching War Room yesterday and this guy named, I think, uh, Patrick Hallbeck. He's a uh, state senator from Michigan who had run for governor there. And he's kind of a tech guy. So he was talking about a bunch of the machine problems uh, at polling places in Michigan. And he said something very interesting. And I got to dig into this a little bit this weekend. But he noted that Rock the Vote had direct access in a public-private partnership to be able to add registrants to the voter rolls in these different states. 
Now, you might think, oh, man, I remember Rock the Vote in the 90s. Those guys are cool guys. Yeah, rock and roll. They played it during Nirvana. Yeah. No. It was bad then. It's bad now. Doesn't matter if you felt hip watching Bill Clinton play the saxophone. Rock the Vote started LeBron James's initiative with Maverick Carter called More Than a Vote. You can look on More Than a Vote's site, or at least you could, and you could see in their legal fine print that Rock the Vote is what runs More Than a Vote. Now, More Than a Vote was set up so that we could open stadiums and arenas in the big cities around the country to, quote unquote, expand access to formerly convicted felons so that they would have a place to go vote. Now, LeBron James and Michael Bloomberg also paid the fines of felons so that they could be re-added to the voter rolls. We have seen at State Farm Arena in Atlanta, Georgia, that there was a pipe burst that never happened that shut voting down for four hours, right? So the pipe burst didn't happen, but we know for a fact that they shut down the voting. Why? Well, you see, when they want to have people commit voter fraud on a massive scale, they turn to people that they can easily get to do what they want through money or other benefits and then people that they can cast off as isolated incidents if they get caught. So when you hear on television, yeah, this person was convicted of voter fraud. Uh, They do have a criminal record. You think, oh yeah, well that was just a criminal. That's just a criminal doing criminal shit. It's not a, it's not a person connected to the Democrat party for fuck's sake. I mean, yeah, fine. They did get them out of jail early for no reason. Yes, I know they said it was for COVID, even though they released people who had COVID at the time and it wasn't for COVID because there was no real death spike among the prison community for COVID. And sure, there were deaths, but those people were probably already dying anyway. We know how this works. And yeah, they paid the fine so that they could vote. And yeah, They used this organization that has direct access to putting voters on the voter rolls to give the felons a place to vote. And yeah, they did generate a bunch of crazy numbers in these big cities in the swing states where they had those stadiums for felons to vote, which Democrats paid the fines of and got out of prison and rock the vote and put them on the rolls. Yeah, so that all happened. And then like a bunch of ballots, like totally obviously illegal ballots came in after the fact in multiple states, after the Democrat politicians had changed the actual rules of voting and the laws and did so unconstitutionally. And that has been confirmed by the Supreme Court and also uh, state Supreme Courts. Yeah, they did do all of that. But you know what? If you don't want those felons to vote, you're racist. Because felons are black, obviously. That's what you're supposed to think when I call you racist. 
And why are you supposed to think that? Because that's what I think. I'm a Democrat and I believe that felons are black. And so if you don't allow felons to get out of jail early and then vote at a system set up specifically by Democrats who are funded by the Chinese Communist Party and Facebook, for fuck's sake, literally $400 million from Zuckerberg, then you're racist. See how that works? Fucking amazing, right? So now, when they ask for evidence that there was voter fraud, ask them for evidence of the numbers being legitimate. Ask them if they can define an amount of voter fraud that they find acceptable. Or maybe a a method of voter fraud that they find acceptable. Is it acceptable that all these states paid all this money for this electronic voting system, which you know can be manipulated? which has produced statistically impossible results. Is that worth it? Is that worth looking into? How much of that can you accept? Millions, tens of millions, entire elections all over the country. And everybody focuses in only on the president, but this isn't only about the president. This is about senators. This is about congressmen. This is about state senates and state congresses, state assemblies, city councils, ballot measures. This is about all of that. How much do you trust the media and tech and Democrats enough to be wrong about potentially the greatest crime in the history of America, the most anti-American attack on our country possible? by our own citizens and leaders? You have good enough evidence to take that stand? Of course you don't. You just want Joe Biden to win because you think Donald Trump is so bad. It's like a bunch of fucking dumb hippies on Molly at Coachella like spinning around in circles, staring up at the sky and like bumping into people and then laughing like, ha ha ha, oh my God, I'm so sorry. That's what these people are like. Like, are you even aware of your surroundings? You're so caught up in your special life. I had a dude say to me the other day, like, hey man, just relax. You know, like, we live in a paradise. Like, why don't you go outside and enjoy it? I'm like, hey, commie, go fuck yourself. You just voted to end this paradise, and I'm trying to make sure that doesn't happen. You can fucking thank me later, you masky communist. I have no respect for that point of view. You know what? I already have nice days. 
I get to talk to a bunch of patriots online. They teach me things. I teach them things. I go for a run. I do this podcast. I fucking dunk on a few people in NBA 2K21. While I'm listening and downloading all the information I can possibly ingest in a day. I love it. I'm having a blast. And hopefully we will keep America paradise because the weather ain't paradise. Your lattes ain't paradise. Your Instagram ain't paradise. Freedom is paradise. Freedom, personal freedom. There is no other paradise. Everything stems from your own personal freedom. And I was thinking on my run today about religious liberty. And I'm not, as you know, a religious person. Although I have now experienced faith as a result of this whole process. And I don't mean faith in God. I just mean faith as a feeling. An understanding that things will work out. And understanding that truth and commitment and patriotism will prevail. But I also had a thought today about religious liberty and how that intersects the mask issue and how obvious it is that these masks and similar controls are being done to strip us of our sense of liberty. And religious liberty is the most basic of those freedoms. It is literally the ability and the allowance to believe as you believe and not be forced to defy those beliefs. And the fact that we have ever participated in taking away those freedoms and to whatever extent I spoke in favor of that years ago, that's, that's terrible, man. Like, it's not for me to judge what somebody does or does not sincerely hold to be true. I sincerely hold that they are wrong. But I'm not going to tell them that they're not allowed to think it. And I'm not going to force them to do things that defy their personal morality. Because that's evil. And the masks are evil. Because there is no science that supports them. There is no proof of their positive results in the world, even after months and months of doing this nonsense. So no, we do not need to bend to this shit. Liberty is liberty. My beliefs are my beliefs and no one, not Gavin Newsom, no one. has the right to compel my behavior against my beliefs. That's why we have representative government so that we can all weigh in on what's good and bad and acceptable and not acceptable. I'm not arguing that I should be allowed to believe that killing is right. And so I should be able to go around committing murder because then I'm literally taking away someone else's liberty. 
and their life for that matter. That's not a counterpoint. It is important to hold on to what we have. Every time we let them take freedom away, it carries us further and further away from actual paradise that is the American experiment. China is not a better place. The European countries are not better places, although maybe Sweden is because they at least respect their citizens. Do you really want to be in Germany right now being hosed down because you are against them rounding you up and taking you to health camps? Do you want to be in Minnesota or Portland where they're talking about arresting people and imprisoning them for breaking their COVID rules? No, of course not, maskies. You just want everything to be okay. I just want everybody to respect each other again. Oh, really? I'll respect you when you open a book or when you actually can explain any of the beliefs you claim to hold. And I don't want to make this too long, but I do want to mention some things I'm going to be paying attention to this weekend and that you guys should go look at and read about. Um, Dominion, the uh, voting machine fraud company, failed to appear today. Well, they gave notice that they weren't going to appear last night, but they failed to appear in front of a Pennsylvania House committee so that they could testify about their machines. Instead, they went and got lawyers. Which, of course, means they're very, very innocent and have nothing to worry about. The Democrats also relaunched their legal fund and their fundraising machine so that they could defend themselves against President Trump's attacks. Oh, really? Well, why do you need to defend yourself if everything is on the up and up? Couldn't you just call for a nationwide election audit? And then we can just all see how things went. Then you don't have to spend any money. Well, that would be fantastic, right? Then everybody's happy, even me. If it turns out that the numbers are right, after a full monitored election audit where legal votes are all counted and illegal votes are thrown away. If somehow Joe Biden is winning. Great. That seems like a position everybody could agree on. There isn't a patriot on this planet who would argue with the results if they were calculated that way. But they won't do it. They're going to fight in court. They're going to fight on every single ground that they can to make sure that these elections are certified in the fraudulent way the media reports and that Joe Biden becomes president. That is what they are suing for. The Trump campaign is suing to make sure that the counts are accurate. The Biden campaign is suing to make sure that Trump can't do that. Which one do you think is serving the best interests of the country? The media 
got a chance to take their shots at Mike Pence yesterday and then uh, Kaylee McEnany today. And then the president actually did his own press conference on drug prices, which everyone should watch because the amount that he has done for health care is staggering. It's more than Medicare for all could have hoped to accomplish and in a much better way. So take a look at that. But the media, Jonathan Carl uh, yesterday at the Pence press conference went ballistic about the election. And then Kaylee McEnany got the same treatment today from Caitlin Collins. And they just keep screaming over the hot mics while the people walk out of the room. Like, why won't you concede the election? Because, of course, they're going to play that on TV later. And all the commies and maskies will be like, yeah, you go, girl. Look how mad Jonathan Carl is. What righteous indignation they hold. It mirrors my righteous indignation. Now here's my meme. Fucking idiots, man. It's so sad that people are this ignorant and this empowered at the same time. It's really so disappointing to watch. But commie's going to commie. And then last but not least, uh, Tom McClintock, a congressman from California. One of the rare breed of non-commies in California. Got up and uh, talked for about five minutes about how COVID is a complete farce and that our response has been utter nonsense. And that exists right now on my personal Instagram page that is going down in less than a month. TikTok, motherfuckers. So take a look at that. Have yourselves a great weekend. And they will probably come out with some dumb media bullshit tonight because they're going to try to like make you feel uncomfortable all weekend. They want to try to recapture the narrative as everyone leaves work and goes home. Do not be dismayed. It is a bunch of nothing, just like everything else. They have not disputed any claims from the Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani press conference yesterday. Oh, God damn it. One last thing. So Tucker Carlson, people are mad at Tucker because he said that Sidney Powell had not provided him evidence that what she was saying about Dominion, et cetera, was true. And he did that in the context of mostly lending a lot of credence to the rest of the evidence that Giuliani presented. A lot of people got really upset at this. I did not. Because if what he did makes more commies and maskies watch it, thinking that they're dunking on Donald Trump by saying, even Tucker Carlson disagrees. That's not going to work because it's just going to spread the general message wider. And the general message was there is more than ample reason to believe that there was widespread election fraud. And so people can be mad at Tucker because he made Sidney Powell seem less reputable or something. Sidney Powell is going to be just fine. Our movement is going to be just fine. If that opens the door to more people understanding that voter fraud is real and happening. Wonderful. I'll be back on Monday. Well, I might have the interview for you on Sunday, but as far as high noon goes, 
I'll be back on Monday at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns don't work. Goodbye. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parlor at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack, I'm Your Moderator.substack.com, where you can donate. Or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Backing as moderator for tonight's broadcast. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com. Or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!